Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we discussed the January effect, which at the very least will be delayed this year. Typically, the term suggests a bounce in the market in January that often follows year-end tax loss selling, whether to offset gains or because people just want or need to raise cash. But it often happens because the pendulum swings too far in the process and presents us with an opportunity to buy stock in great companies with great management growing revenues that are cash flow positive and have rising profits at prices we haven't seen in some time. This week, however, we want to address some rather bearish predictions that are now making their rounds and that also appear to be having an impact on the markets, coming as they do from two highly respected people by the name of Jeremy Grantham and Ray Dalio. Like we said in our last podcast, we want to delve more deeply into more real-time, time-sensitive topics this year. And what could be more timely than people like this stirring things up with bold statements? Jeremy Grantham is one of the most renowned value investors of the past 25 years and manages more than $65 billion through nine equity funds at his Boston-based firm, GMO Capital. And... While he's been incorrectly bearish on U.S. equities for some time, he's turning up the volume, saying the Goldilocks period is ending. We're going to live in a world of bottlenecks, shortages, and price spikes everywhere. And he insists that this is inevitable because he says, along with the scarcity of raw materials, baby boomers are retiring, birth rates are declining, emerging markets are maturing, and geopolitical tensions flaring. And as a result, we are on the verge of the fourth super bubble in U.S. history. These super bubbles, he says, are symptomatic of humanity's tendency to live beyond its means. And like today, the demand for easy money drives up asset prices, exacerbating inequality to the point where a drop of 50% or more is imminent. And he's recommending people get out of U.S. stocks altogether. Ray Dalio, unfortunately, goes even further. As he says in his book, Principles for Dealing with the Changing World Order, the U.S. appears to be on a classic path toward some form of civil war. Because, to begin with, financial problems due to not having enough money are leading to large deficits, high taxes, money printing, and high inflation. And second, large wealth and value gaps in which people are more willing to fight for what they want than compromise. His point is when extremists who will fight to win are in the majority and respecting the rule of law becomes of secondary importance, 
things inevitably boil over. To tell you the truth, this possibility is something about which I've spoken before in some of my Echoes reports. When referring to the work of William Strauss and Neil Howe in their book, The Fourth Turning, An American Prophecy, that was first published in 1997. The reward of the historian, they say in their introduction, is to locate patterns that recur over time and to discover the natural rhythms of social experience. Turnings, they say, come in cycles of four, and the fourth, that is the one we're about to enter in the near term, according to them, is a decisive era of secular upheaval that propels the replacement of the old civic order with a new one. So, like Joe Pesci says in My Cousin Vinny, does the defense's case hold water? How about yes and no? I do think there were and possibly still are bubbles here and there. For example, NFTs or with a lot of small and micro-cap companies with little revenue and no earnings. And finally, as we've discussed on many occasions, bonds will not only not provide any inflation protection for years to come, we both think they may still be in one of the bigger bubbles around. Again, we're focusing today on two well-known and highly respected portfolio managers who are both decidedly negative. But we also want to remind our listeners that for every seller, there's a buyer, and that it's those differences of opinion that makes the market. Grantham's reminding us of the old saying, that pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. But folks like Nancy Lazar at Cornerstone Macro and Tom Lee at Fundstrat and yes, Kathy Wood at ARK Invest, all feel that innovative, cash-rich companies with good margins and strong growth will, after a pause, lead to higher averages, and that in the end, despite all the gyrations in the near term, short-term interest rates won't need to go much higher than 1% or 1.5% to cool things off. Look, there's no question that last year, with the launch of a record 613 SPACs, with more than $160 billion ready and waiting to go. More than 500 of them have yet to identify a target and may soon need to return that money with less than a year before they're required to do so. That, I think, is even worse than all the meme stocks that were bid up to astronomical prices because with most of these SPACs, there's not only no profits... There's no there, there, and Grantham's right. People got carried away, and with a handful of exceptions, most of those company stocks deserve to be down 60 and 70% from their highs. And some of those may keep going till they hit zero. This, as Grantham says, is simply what happens from time to time in all markets, from commodities and currencies to stocks and bonds. And at a conference I was at just the other day, where Stanley Druckenmiller and Larry Lindsay were the keynote speakers, while neither of them was predicting a crash, they both said inflation will be permanently higher, closer to 4%, than the Fed's 2% target. And as the Fed seeks to remove monetary stimulus by raising rates and letting their balance sheet run off, when coupled with higher wages, shortages, and geopolitical tensions, they feel this will cause lower stock prices and a further erosion in bonds. So I think that what's going on 
it's more serious than simply being a matter of valuation. And we really haven't gotten to Ray Dalio yet or to Strauss and Howe in their fourth turning. So I think we're going to need to follow this up with another podcast next week to consider things like demographics, 100-year cycles, and people on the extremes' willingness to fight for what they want instead of the spirit of compromise that has always served as the foundation of our country's constitution and our declaration of independence. For today, I'd simply like to say, while I certainly don't disagree with Grantham when it comes to a lot of stocks, I don't agree with him that everything's overvalued by a long shot. I don't agree that people should get out of U.S. stock altogether, and I definitely don't agree with what he recommends instead. That is, that people emphasize the, quote, value stocks of emerging markets and the cheaper developed countries, most notably Japan. If we're going down, I'd expect those markets with, in Japan's case, their even older demographics and, in Europe's case, their lack of innovation and lower productivity. They do even worse. And with inflation currently running at more than 7%, simply sitting in cash for any extended period of time only guarantees a loss of principal. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And please join us next week when we'll discuss Ray Dalio, whether there'll be an even greater correction this year or next, or will markets continue their upward trend they've historically taken, rising seven out of every 10 years. This is Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin. For the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not and offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Mm-hmm.